0: From Yahoo Finance, this is Ballots and Dollars, a podcast about the politics that affect your pocketbook. I'm Rick Newman.
1: And I'm Alexis Christophorus. Today we're talking about Elizabeth Warren and how she continues to trigger billionaires with her wealth tax plan. The latest one, billionaire investor Mark Cuban, he said in a series of tweets, a bunch of things about her wealth tax. But he also said that it is diverting attention from reality. And Rick Newman, would that reality be that Warren is one of the richest candidates running for president right now? That's one of
0: the things Mark Cuban is pointing out, and he's citing Forbes data. I guess her net worth is around thirteen million dollars. Uh, so notably, she her net worth is below the threshold at which she would impose her wealth tax. Her wealth tax starts at fifty million dollars, and then it gets the, the tax is higher once you be, once you're a billionaire. And again, that's on wealth, not on income. But I think Mark Cuban is also making the point that first of all, the wealth tax. Uh, is implausible um, for a bunch of different reasons. He's attacking Medicare for All, one of her big programs, which is part of what the wealth tax would pay for. And he's also just kind of defending billionaires. I mean, we've seen a real backlash from billionaires during the last couple of weeks. She's drawing blood, among the one percent or the point 0.1%. and they're starting to fight back. And I think this is really clever on Elizabeth Warren's point because I think that is exactly what she wants. I think she wants billionaires to be attacking her, and she, I think she's just sitting there saying, "Bring it, come on, everybody! I want all well, the billionaires okay. some in America." Of
1: that is coming from <clears throat> Leon Cooperman, who yep. recently said that he thinks billionaires are being vilified. Yep. Bill Gates also had some things to say about Warren, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, so Bill Gates, uh, his uh, his net worth is around a hundred billion dollars or so, I guess. Uh, And he said, look, I've paid $10 billion of taxes in my lifetime, and if I had to pay – $20 I guess that would be okay. But he said, uh, he basically said, you know, the the number she's talking about, I'd have to start to do the math. In other words, he would have to say, is this actually going to cut into my wealth and going to degrade my wealth over time? And there there are questions about that because, um, you know, her tax on billionaires, I think it used to be 3%. But when uh, people like me and a lot of others said, how are you going to pay for Medicare for all? She came out with a plan and she decided she had to raise her uh, wealth tax on business uh, billionaires from 3% to 6%. So if you're paying 6% per year uh, in tax on your wealth, you have to earn 6% on your wealth just to just stay to even. Just to stay even, right. And it, you might, you, you know, our audience might think, well, billionaires, don't they earn like 20 or 30% per year? Not necessarily. Um, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean that you get higher returns. Uh, sure, you can invest with hedge hedge funds and stuff like that, but hedge funds have actually been having uh, bad years. Um, so, you know, we, we also, are going to have downturns in the stock market also where, or you know, people's net uh, net return will be negative for a year or two at some point in the future. So if you're, hitting them with a 6%, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm opposed to the wealth tax, but I'm saying this is how they're thinking about it.
1: But also, isn't part of it the way <laughs> she would tax capital gains, that she would tax it at face value even before a profit was realized. Uh,
0: it's. I don't think it's any. I, I don't think it's any single policy that's triggering these people. I think it's all of them, right. Combined, because she wants to raise the capital gains tax. But you know, the reason she's focusing on a wealth tax is because she says, if you just do this through in the usual way, try to get more money from the wealthy through raising the income tax or the capital gains rate, she basically says we have too many loopholes that will allow them to wriggle out uh, out of that. Now, a lot of people say, tax experts say well, why don't you just close the loopholes um, instead of trying this new wealth tax, which is a, it's kind of a dubious proposition. Uh, but she's, you know, in addition to take as much as we can from the wealthy, she also wants to put a surtax on uh, – uh, corporate income for companies who, that get that earn more than one hundred million dollars per year, and if you total up <clears throat> everything uh, she is proposing, which I've done, uh, the cost uh, would be about four point two trillion dollars per year in new spending. That's in new spending. Whoa. Now the government. Only spends about three trillion dollars, right? I mean, so you would you would more than double federal spending. So if you if you're gonna pay for it all, you need four point trillion two trillion dollars in new taxes. So she's taxing everything. Also financial transactions is another one. So she has just got Wall Street and the billionaire class up in arms,
1: and I think that's exactly what she wants. But if a lot so many people have said on so many levels that this could never pass muster, even if she were to make it to the White House. So then why promise things? I mean, she's a smart woman. Warren has to realize that this is a very slim chance what she's talking about would actually see the the light of day. So why talk about it? Well, that's perfect,
0: isn't it? (laughs) So she can talk about these ideas that sound radical and are populist. Uh, Basically, she's saying, let's take from the rich and give to the rest. Um, and when she can't do it, when she'll point she can't the finger and
1: say, see, I tried right. and no one's helping I me out.
0: I think that's exactly it. So um, she is now – I think it's fair to say she's now a front runner along with Joe Biden. I think the two they of them are – They keep flip-flopping,
1: <laughs> right? In the latest yep. – I saw a Quinnipiac poll had, had uh, Warren with 20 percent – rather Biden with 20 percent and Warren with 16 percent. Yeah, so she is not
0: overtaking Biden. It, it's, she is not surging ahead of Biden. But she has surged to become – Pretty even with Biden, and at this point, it's Biden and Warren. And in so, in some polls, it's no longer Bernie Sanders, who's number three, but it's Pete Buttigieg coming up uh, as the young, uh, the youthful moderate, but uh, who actually so, has a
1: net worth I, I read of less than a million dollars in my range. One, <laughs>
0: yeah, in one, my of, range. one of
1: the few running but probably for, not for long running probably for president, for right? I would He's have to He's becoming famous,
0: but I so so if you um, now I've spent a lot. We've talked before on this podcast about all of Elizabeth Warren's plans. And when you go through them, uh, even if she becomes president and even if she becomes president with a democratic house, I, st- I think it still is very unlikely that most of her plans could pass through Congress. Most of th- most of them require uh, Congress to change the law or pass new laws. So let's just take Medicare, Medicare for all, for example. Um, it is nowhere near a given that if Democrats have control of the White House and Congress, they will automatically pass Medicare for all. There are many uh, Democrats who, d- who don't support it, who are more moderate, who represent more moderate districts and are not – they're nowhere near uh, willing to go to their constituents and say, we're moving all of you off your private insurance if you have it and we're putting everybody into a government program. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, So if you just – carry through and you look what, what the connect the dots and all of her plans between uh, spending and revenue. So then if she can't get that, then she doesn't need the wealth tax to fund Medicare for all. So couldn't she use it to fund something else? Yes, she probably could. But there are problems with the wealth tax in itself. Um, uh, voters are fine with the idea. Let's just tax the wealthy and let's make it a wealth tax instead of an income tax. Um, Because, you know, one of the things voters worry about when they hear about raising taxes on the rich is, well, how do you define rich? And don't uh, all taxes just filter down to at some point they affect me? Um, And that kind of happens and kind of doesn't happen. I think with a wealth tax, voters think that I'll never have $50 $50 million worth of stuff. So, sure, that's fine with me. And let's say it goes falls all the way down to $10 million. I'm never going to have $10 million worth of stuff. That's most voters. <clears throat> Not all, but most. Um, so, uh, I think the, it's, the wealth tax is plausible, except there's this matter of constitutionality. And this gets a little bit complicated um, uh, because it's kind of a, a legal technicality. But in the Constitution, uh, the U.S. Constitution, it says... Um, any direct tax, and a wealth tax would be a direct tax, has to be apportioned among the states according to population. And you cannot impose a tax that way like this because, um, because of the differences in population, you would have to have a much higher wealth tax mm-hmm. in lower populated states. Um, and it would just become um, – you'd, you'd end up having – 50 different tax rates for 50 different states. It would literally have to be different for every every state. That's inherently confusing. Uh and then it would be it would just be prohibitively high for some states so you you, you would cause all these terrible un- unintended consequences. I mean, wealthy people would just leave. They would just flat out have to leave West Virginia and Mississippi because the tax would be too high. And <clears throat> it's not, you know, it's hard to write a law around that because it's in the constitution. Right. Um so it's probably not going to be worth the fight and if Congress were to pass a law Like many things we've seen happen with Trump, it would probably be challenged immediately. Um, And the Supreme Court these days, by the way, leans conservative. So the wealth tax may be a non-starter. But nonetheless, if Elizabeth Warren's goal is to maybe have this as a plausible way to come up with some money, but also piss off all the billionaires and get them to be attacking her to make her look like somebody billionaires hate, she's totally succeeding.
1: Another billionaire she attacked pretty quickly was Michael Bloomberg. When there was word that he would be entering the race, I mean, she, I think she tweeted something at him uh, about, you know, come on and join, and she wants to talk to him about her uh, billionaire calculator and how much he would owe yeah. under her wealth tax. I don't believe Michael Bloomberg has responded to that. I think he has bigger fish to fry right now. <laughs> well,
0: Bloomberg's thinking. Uh, so think about who Mike Bloomberg's friends are. It's wealthy Wall Street people, and Leon Cooperman already sure, said if, if Mike yes, runs, he would right. he would. Uh, and vote I'm sure he's hearing from them. Uh, Man, could you please get in the race so that we don't have to deal with Elizabeth Warren and her horrible wealth tax and all these other things that are going to bankrupt the country or, even worse, from some people's perspective, uh, hand Trump an easy win that he shouldn't otherwise have because he's without a doubt going to brand Warren as a socialist – and uh, some voters are going to buy that. So so Bloomberg's probably hearing this from his friends, and he did float this idea. Now he hasn't said he's running. What he has done is file uh, to run to uh, right before the deadline in Alabama, where you you know you have to file if you want to be on the ballot. Um, and if he were to run, he would, without a doubt, <clears throat> position himself as the socially liberal, but fiscally moderate uh, and business friendly Democrat. Um, And by the way, he would, without a doubt, be the richest person in the race, far richer than Trump. Um, And Elizabeth Warren, she I mean, I kind of love that she did this, her wealth calculator. So when these billionaires started griping and making headlines, um, I don't know if she was planning to do this anyway. But uh, right around that time on her campaign website pops up a, a wealth tax calculator. So if you go there. Um, The first thing it asks you, it says, are you a billionaire?
1: (laughs) It's kind of fun to play around with the calculator. I've Uh, done it. And
0: I typed in no, which is the truth, but Uh I did it more than once, and then I typed in yes. So if you type in no – you get options that say, um, "Well, are you interested in the wealth tax? What the wealth tax paid by some prominent billionaires might be, mm-hmm. and it's auto-populated with Jeff Bezos, the Amazon CEO, Mike Bloomberg. I think Leon. I think she put Leon Cooperman on it <laughs> after there. he started yeah, to talk. Leon up. Cooperman is not one of the most promising prominent right. billionaires out there. Most people don't even know his name, but uh, <clears throat> she's favoring him, I guess, because he uh, had the temerity to attack her mm-hmm. publicly. So, according to her wealth calculator, um, Mike Bloomberg's." Uh, wealth tax uh, in the first year would be about $3 billion in extra tax you'd have to pay. So his net worth is around $52 billion, according to Forbes. And, I, you know, Bloomberg does a billionaire's index, and I don't know if they include Michael Bloomberg himself. I'm sure they do. <clears> I, I would imagine I do. they do. Let's um, say $52 billion. So 6% of that is around $3 billion. And uh, so, you know, do the math a little bit. Um, it's it's uh, $3 billion this year. And then another six percent next year, and then another six percent the year. So it's six percent per year. It's not a one-time thing. Right. So that's you can just put plug some numbers in, and you can see. Well, Mike Bloomberg would have to earn a six percent return. You can see that just to stay even. Just to stay even. even. You know
1: what? uh, She her calculator and her wealth tax plan doesn't seem to take into account what these billionaires do philanthropically. Um, And Uh, and I'm wondering if that if it should because they're giving a lot of their post-tax money right. to charities that are making a huge difference. Look at what Bill Gates is doing when it comes yep. to research for cancer, and we can go on and on with what these billionaires are doing yep. very publicly and sometimes not very publicly.
0: Right. Bill Gates uh, has signed up to the Giving Pledge, so he is going to end up giving away most of his wealth um, and putting it in foundations and things like Along that. Warren, Warren Buffett has done that also. Um, Leon Cooperman, uh, I don't know if Leon Cooperman has, I don't know if he's joined the Giving Pledge, but he de- did say in his own defense, he said, "I've given tons and tons of money away right. uh, to wait a charity, and then you know the, these billionaires don't just, they're not just throwing hundred dollar bills out the limousine. Mm-hmm. They are pretty careful about what they fund, um, and you know their point is, <clears throat> um, it's I earned this money." And even if I'm not going to spend it on myself, I have the right to decide how to spend it. Right. They should um, They choose, want to spend it on the causes they care they about. They also – a lot of these guys also – They want the least amount of money going to the government because they think the government spends it the worst.
1: Well, look Um, at what look (coughs) at what JP Morgan, Warren Buffett and Amazon are doing when it comes to health care. They're taking matters into their own hands. And so a lot of these billionaires, I think, are doing the same with their money in charitable ways.
0: And you're right. When you mentioned uh, JP Morgan, uh, Jamie Dimon is another one who has now come out. He says she's vilifying successful people. She shouldn't be doing that. And uh, Jamie Dimon is a billionaire. I actually did not know he was a billionaire. Um, Billionaire is such a rarefied club that it's hard to get there even if you earn $20 million as a CEO for Mm -hmm. 20 years in a row. Absolutely, Because if if $20 million times 20 years is $400 million, you're not a billionaire. That's right. And that's if you don't even – if you don't spend any of it. So I guess Jamie has been in the business long enough and made good investments – uh, that he's now uh, over the one billion dollar mark, but he's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, these are <clears throat> these are sort of li- uh, liberal billionaires. That's these right. are some of the, I mean, some of these are Democrats. Um, I think Jamie Dimon. I don't know if he is still a Democrat. I think he used to be, and he sort of leans that way. Um, and they're the ones attacking Elizabeth Warren. So in a way, she's being these guys are attacking her from within her own party, just as some centrists are attacking her. And by the way, Joe Biden is going to be attacking her more and more. So um, he has been going after her for kind of the same reason. Joe Biden says, uh, "You know, we don't we don't need to punish anybody. Like we can get America um, back to normal." Is kind of his his um, his claim, uh-huh. without punishing anybody. Well, you and mean, by that he means we don't we don't have to take large amounts of money from the wealthy and -hmm. give them to somebody else you
1: bring up a good point about democrats within her own party sort of turning against her her now because i understand some of the big democratic donors are basically telling chuck schumer the minority leader look out because we're not going to fund some of these campaigns if warren keeps on about all this uh, you know which would make it very difficult for her to get anything done if she weren't able to have a democratic congress
0: playing right into her hands I mean this is really so you think that this is part of her grand plan I don't know if I don't know if she is clever she really clever, clever enough that? to, yeah. uh, to She could have foreseen it. I don't. I don't know if she is clever enough to have actually tried to bring about that very thing. Mm -hmm. But she said from the start um, during her presidential campaign, not during her senatorial campaign, by the way, her last one. Mm -hmm. But while running for president, she's not taking any uh, big money donations. She's only taking small dollar donations. She's not going to have a super PAC, which is where the big money tends to go. And um, she's raising tons of money. So um, if uh, if she becomes the nominee. it's quite possible that some of those funders won't uh, won't be contributing money to what would basically be a Democratic super PAC. So mm-hmm. that would be uh, the, <clears throat> the Democratic National Committee and other groups that would, uh, at that point, be campaigning on Warren's behalf. Um, <clears throat> but the dem- you know, if you're a Democrat, you have to get behind Elizabeth Warren if she's a nominee.
1: Now, this the funder, Quinnipiac- the funders don't though.
0: The big, the big money. Exactly, does
1: not. exactly. They can definitely talk with their with their wallets. Um, that Quinnipiac poll that we talked about earlier found that. 54% say they would never vote for Michael Bloomberg. Are you uh, – do you think that <laughs> it's going That's Democrats to be, or that's – That's uh, Democrats. Yeah.
0: That yeah. doesn't surprise me at all. And this is why I think Bloomberg is not going to get in the race mm-hmm. and I've written that. Um, he is testing the water uh, and I think he's going to find that the water is very, very cold mm-hmm. uh, because you've had um, more than 20 – Um, campaign operations on the ground in all the key states doing all the hard work uh, for a year or more. Uh, I mean, John Delaney has been doing this since 2017, since the middle of 2017. And primary voters, you know, Democratic primary voters who've been listening to these candidates, they don't want a billionaire parachuting in at the last minute saying, I'm here to rescue you. And I think another problem is uh, I guess Mike Bloomberg thinks he's the antidote to Joe Biden, but he's not. Um, he and Joe Biden are actually very similar in terms of their policies, and uh, Joe Biden is one year younger. So, what, she, so what, what, problem, what problem with Biden does Mike Bloomberg solve? The only th- one I can think of well, he, is that he can fund himself. He has unlimited money to fund a campaign, which Biden does not. Biden has struggled with fundraising, but if Biden becomes the nominee – um, he's going to have the whole party behind him.
1: But would he not be a friendlier candidate for Wall Street or those moderate Republicans who might be on the fence?
0: I don't. I don't think so. I mean, um, I think Biden is actually pretty cozy with Wall Street. I think he would. He won't. He won't come out and say it. But um, if you have Biden on the ticket and not um, Bloomberg. Who else are uh, uh, Wall Street donors going to give to? They might give to people. They, they are Pete actually Buttigieg. giving to Pete yeah. Buttigieg because he is relatively centrist, and um, you know, healthcare is the litmus test for where all these all these people stand. And um, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, full on Medicare for all, get rid of private insurance. Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg. We need a new public option for people who can't get good private insurance but leave private insurance intact. That's kind of how you distinguish it. So, yeah, Buttigieg is getting some uh, funding, and I think that's fine. I mean he's a he's a new player in the Democratic Party. He's going to be around for a while, and you should have guys like that. Um, if uh, Buttigieg does not win <clears throat> and he's not favored to win at the moment, he'll be a speaker at the Democratic National Convention this summer. He could end up in a ca- in a Democratic uh, administration as a cabinet member. I mean, he's obviously become a prominent and likable uh, young face among Democrats who's going to be around for a while.
1: Well, you know what? I think that the next few debates are going to be really I think they're actually going to get better. You
0: make a good point. We're still I think we're still going to have 10 candidates in the November debate. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's going to shrink. And uh, Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren are going to have to stop treating each other like senatorial colleagues. And um, I think both of them are going to start really highlighting the differences between them. And we're, we're going to see some fight from Joe Biden, I think, which we have to if he's a viable candidate, we have to see Joe Biden coming out and really, uh, holding his ground in the middle because that's that's where he's being assaulted.
1: All right. I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast today and be sure to follow us. I'm at Alexis TV News. I'm at Rick J. Newman. Be sure to go rate and review what you just heard. We'll be back next week with a fresh podcast. All the billionaires, check it out.